0: Hi guys, welcome back to Flick Talk with your favorite hosts, Fee and Belle. I'm Fee, and I'm Belle, and thank you for joining us once again as we dive into um, this um, this week's movie, which is Raise Your Voice, mm-hmm. and starring Hilary Duff. If you're Disney fans the icon. You know who Hilary Duff is. Yes, exactly.
1: A childhood ha- icon is what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Well she was my childhood icon. I loved her. Um still love her. Um but yeah, so we are talking about raise your voice. Um I wouldn't probably define this as a rom com. I think Mm-mm. It carries on from, um, I can't remember if we what we which movie we did last week. Uh,
0: it wasn't the notebook. Um, we did um... was it
1: the notebook?
0: We did the notebook, yes. We did okay.
1: The notebook. So I feel mm. like this is kind of like Footloose in a very like present <laughs> day. Um,
0: oh, yeah, um, the musical element and yeah.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, Footloose was also described as a teen musical drama film. So, which is also what we're going to describe this movie as. Yeah. Um. For anyone who's a regular on our podcast, you know how it goes. I normally read, like, a synopsis. Um. If you haven't watched this movie this week, it's fine. We do not blame you. Honestly,
0: guys, we don't judge you. If... I might even encourage you not to watch it
1: and waste your time. (laughs) The only thing I'm going to encourage you is to listen to this episode. um, Because I think it'll be a funny one. And I think it might be our shortest one yet. So Mm -hmm. stay tuned. Um, And I think I'm going to get the ball rolling. If that's okay with you, Belle.
0: Of course, go ahead.
1: Um, So the synopsis that I found is basically somebody wrote, like their version of like the back of the DVD or something um, and it well, basically okay. says, basically goes um, this film is about a teenage girl who's very upset about her brother's death in a car crash Terry has a love of singing and making up her own songs. Her brother before his death, spoiler secretly adu- um, <laughs> submits a DVD of her singing to a musical summer camp down in LA. Her father doesn't want her to go, but secretly her mum lets her go and everything goes fine, except she has stage fright. She gets through her stage fright with the help of her new friend, Jay. But at the end of the concert, everyone at the musical has to perform something. And if they win, they win a scholarship along with it. Her dad finds out, comes down to LA and threatens to take her home. Will he let her stay or will she win the contest? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I mean, we all know what it's going to be, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Actually, that doesn't happen. So I'm going to spoil it for people. She doesn't really win the scholarship. Her friend Denise wins the scholarship, which I think she deserves mm. it.
0: After yeah. All of that group. I she think was very she, talented. Yeah. I
1: think she needed it and she deserved it the most. Um. So, yeah, I'm just going to... Go on, some facts about the movie. So it was directed by Sean McNamara. Hope I'm saying that right. Who is an American film director, uh, film producer, actor, and screenwriter. He is um, basically known as like the Disney director, like the god. Like I don't even know how to describe it, but he's basically that's his kind of legacy. So he's worked with right. Jessica Alba, Shia LaBeouf, That's a Raven. Sorry, I meant Raven Simone, not That's a Raven. But <laughs> she, he basically has directed like so many episodes of That's a Raven, and like, um, oh,
0: um
1: interesting. I don't know if you ever watched. I didn't watch it, but there was a Sweet Life movie. Um, he, I think he did Bratz as well. Um he did sweet life the movie he did the even stevens movie which i love and it's a classic like disney decom film if you ever want to watch it i've been wanting to watch it as i mentioned on this podcast for a really long time but mr shia labeouf has ruined it for me so there we go um so yeah he's basically kind of known as like a prolific disney director it um, was produced by Anthony Rulin, A.J. Dix, um, David Brookwell, who is Sean McNamara's partner, and they basically own the production company Brookwell McNamara, which distributes a lot of Disney movies, um, and it has, I th- yeah, I think some of the television series as well, um, also produced by Sean McNamara and Sarah Richer. Now, the screenplay was um written and the story was written by uh who i um written by sam schreiber and mitch rotter now i tried to research and there's not a lot of things that they've <laughs> written after this movie oh. which i mean <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise 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 <laughs> um no i mean maybe they are good writers i just maybe this movie i think there were elements i don't I think, to be honest, the story was really yeah, bad, and like, yeah, I agree. The f- dialogues were really cheesy. I agree. I love cheese. Yeah, but this but, like, was a this different was kind cheeseies. of cheese.
0: This was a. different This
1: was like kind of I wanted to kill myself, vomit <laughs> to myself, and all other types of pain. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I'm gonna move on to the cast list. Um. Obviously, we have Miss Hilary Duff as Teresa Terry Flatch. Fletcher. Um obviously we all know her from the beloved Lizzie McGuire Um she's also done so many of our beloved teen films. Um Belle, do you have a favourite Hilary Duff movie?
0: Um Oh gosh. The Cinderella story maybe. That's that feels like the most yeah. memorable. She should
1: have gotten an Oscar. Where is her Oscar? um next we have oliver james as jay now you might be thinking he's he looks familiar you're right because he is in the movie um what a girl wants which was with With amanda
0: bynes yes and um
1: colin firth he's the like british bloke Mm. (laughs) um terrible accent in that movie i don't know why um Anyways, uh, Lauren C. Mayhew as Robin Chil- Childers um, Dana Davis as Denise... Dana Davis um, I don't know if you remember Belle, but she used to be on That So Raven for a few episodes She used to be in on Heroes uh, with Hayden Penetier. Um and she used to be in a lot of things, like oh. she's again someone that was prominent in the Hollywood teen scene, as I like to call it um, Then we have Johnny Lewis who plays Engel Engelbert Kiwi Wilson that's an odd name um oh one second sorry edit mhm i think he's been in, in a lot of things as well he's been in like sons of anarchy um the oc i think he's been yeah he was in the oc i all, i kept on thinking he looks really familiar he's dennis if anyone knows aka
0: chili <laughs> i remember him from something else um I think Drake and Josh I think he was in Drake and oh, Josh Oh yeah, maybe he was I, Drake and Josh Yeah it. I think he was in Drake He was like a Character For a moment Hold on let me Let me actually <gasps> look it up He
1: died He passed away Wait in real life? Um, In like Yeah he passed oh away in like gosh. 2012
0: Oh how sad As a
1: result of a fall Yeah Um, He Ooh. Also apparently dated Katy Perry Oh That's a bit of Okay. News. Um we have then Rebecca De Mornay as um uh Nina Fletcher. Um she is also you might remember her from Risky Business. Um I seen she's it. in Mm-mm. Oh, it's such a such an old movie. Okay. Well, not that old I've it's heard like of 1990. It. I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah. Um it's with Tom Cruise. Yeah, okay. why do I, Why am I so confused? It is Tom Cruise. Um, it's the one where he dances. Ah, da, 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 oh, with the white What's
0: shirt and button? the um, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: We have Jason Ritter as um, Paul Fletcher. He's been so in so many things. Um, he's been in Joan of Arcadia*. Um, the Falls. Um, he was in *Parenthood*. Which is, um, I've seen like a few episodes because um, Lauren Graham was in it. Who was, aka La- Lorelai Gilmore. He's also, I think, I-, I mean everyone would probably know him again. He's like, a probably like a Disney channel heartthrob okay. back in the day. Um, and he was also John Ritter's son. Who, I think I've mentioned before, uh, used to right. star in Eight Simple Rules. Or every- comes up every episode. Um and, yeah, um, who's the dad in Eight Simple Rules. But, yeah. Then we have um, David Keith as Simon Fletcher. Miss Rita Wilson as Frances Fletcher, who obviously I don't know if I have to explain it, but she's Tom Hanks' wife. Um, Kat Dennings as Sloane. Kat Denning from New Girl. She's actually a really good New Girl. And then there's a- another one. Oh, hello, WandaVision. She's in WandaVision. Um... Also in Dollface, mm. if anyone's watched it, it used to be on Hulu, with like Brenda Song and like um, Shay Mitchell, Davida Williams as Lauren. Um, now that's there's another little um, Lizzie McGuire little connection because she used to play Claire. I don't know if you remember her. Oh my Belle. gosh, I Claire can't was like it. Kate's best friend, and she like. Um, she was Kate Saunders' best friend, and she was like a mean girl. And like in this movie, she's like the like I think she's like Terry's first friend. Like in the in the first few scenes, she's the girl next oh, to her. Oh,
0: gosh, I remember her. I do remember yeah. her. Is she the one that, um, she's her- like,
1: whatever, yeah. major loser. Oh,
0: gosh, yes. Uh, is it like one of the cheerleaders yeah. or something like that? She's like one of the mean Yeah, she's yes, yes, she's yes. the um, oh, her name. Yeah, her face just came to me. Yeah.
1: So next we have Fred uh Myers who is um Matthew and he's like in a lot of Disney stuff as well like even Stevens um Doctor Raven that's what I remember him. um John Corbett who used to be on Sex and the City ladies and gents as Aiden Shaw if anyone's remember if anyone remembers um he used to be in a lot of things he used to be in a lot of Disney movies as well he's in Raising Helen um anyone's watched that
0: Yes, he is the dad in um to all the boys to all the uh, to all the boys I've loved before. Yeah, to all the
1: boys I loved before.
0: Yes. That's
1: why it's like he's yes. the dad somewhere and he's yeah,
0: he's so he's the, cute. And he's also the guy in the big fat big Greek, fat Greek wedding. wedding. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. the next one is a bit sad. We have Mr. James Avery who obviously everyone knows as Uncle Phil if mm-hmm. I get that wrong mm-hmm. yeah. Uncle Phil no, as Uncle Phil, um, yeah. in the in the Prince of Bel-Air um, who mm-hmm. passed away in 2013 and then um, so R.I.P. James Avery um, then we have Robert Treber as Mr. Wesson um, I feel like I remember him as well he used to be in a lot of things um okay I can't remember so edit <laughs> um Gibby Brand as Mr. Hocum and Three Days Grace, the band, the Canadian band that used to be so popular in the 2000s. I remember them because they were also in The Hills, if anyone used to watch The Hills. I think Mm -hmm. they were in one episode of The Hills. um, They came on.
0: Oh, okay. Which is
1: always fun. Um, Now, as we mentioned before, that this movie is a bit of a dud, so (laughs) really don't have that many facts about it um oh speak because we are speaking of logistics i'm just going to go into um the kind of numbers um so it was made on the on a budget of it's estimated around 15 million dollars um however it came and like its cumulative like gross income was just short of so it literally just made 14.8 million dollars um which is obviously considered a flop and a failure, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, we saw it coming. Um, <laughs> um, there's literally, I think, have two movie facts. So the first one is Evan Rachel Wood and Jonathan Jackson were the original choices for the roles of Terry and Jay, respectively. But both dropped out of, but, but both dropped out due to production changes. As did Annie Potts who was set to play Terry's mother and director James Heyman. Um, The story's location was then changed from New York City to Los Angeles. Um, Yeah, I was a bit confused. Like when she comes from the station, if you look at the station name, it says Penn Station, which I'm guessing they're referring to the one in New York City. And then it says L.A., so I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if that was like oh, a little fluff, right. or like they were just literally u- reusing st- sets yep. on on the lots yeah. and stuff. Um, because the whole film was um filmed in Los Angeles, um, in on Burbank, which is like another addition to like the whole won- Warner Brothers oh, right. sets and stuff. Right. Like that. Okay. Um, so um it was also originally in t- uh, titled Heart of Summer but the film's release date was pushed back from August to October so the title was changed accordingly um, the next fact is it was originally pitched as a Christian music project with Jackie Velaz- Oh I can't even say this name but I know who she is um, with Jackie Velasquez and Rachel Lampa- Um, who were suggested for the lead and Kirk Franklin um, for the music teacher. Um, Oh, wow. Now, if you don't know Kirk... Yeah, if you don't know who Kirk Franklin is, he's, uh, like, a major movie star, but he... I know he, like, basically specializes in doing projects around, like, uh, basically, like, Christian movies. That's, like, his kind Mm, of USP. Um... I know this because um, I've mentioned to Belle about this podcast. So they, they, there was a podcast called Christian Fun or something podcast. I'm mm-hmm. yeah. not Christian, but I love the the people that host it. So I used to listen to them, mm-hmm. uh, and basically a lot of them, a lot of the films that they did with were were with Kirk Franklin. Um, and yeah, those are like all. The I feel like it would have made sense if it was like a Christian music project, to be fair. Yeah, because um, they've got like
0: the church scenes and the choir and yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, and so yeah, that's literally all the facts that I have. I'm going to hand it over to Belle, okay. hopefully <laughs> to keep up. <laughs> over to you,
0: Belle. Okay, so... Diving into the soundtrack, so we've got um ten songs that feature on the soundtrack, and um they are performed by six different artists. So um, most of them are perform- are actually performed by Hilary Duff, and of course yeah. the one that um if you have watched the movie before, um, she, um, one of the songs she sings, "Someone's Watching Over Me," is the song that she sings at the end for the like. Yeah, Not talent show, but yeah, for the like competition that she's entered. Mm, for yeah. the performance. For the performance, yeah. yeah. And um, she also wrote the song Jericho. And there's another song that features in it, Fly, and another one called Shine. Love that song. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, it's
1: still in one of my playlists, oh, could you believe? No. Like, I used to love that whole, um, so basically Hilary Duff had this album called Metamorphosis. And if mm. you know, you're a real one. And she basically had fly on it she had um I don't know if you re- you saw this while you're researching but mm. I'm so like someone's watching over me used to be a really popular song when this came out I don't know if you saw this in your oh, research no. but I remember it
0: I think fly it, like fly they used to came play out. fly came up a lot in my research yeah was fly
1: was like fly is still iconic but like basically they used to play someone's watching over me on like funerals and stuff oh.
0: and like tributes yeah well uh, yeah i guess yeah that's very fitting actually but it's not a good song brother. yeah it's not a good song no yeah anyway moving on so um their plan <laughs> their plan was to release the soundtrack before the movie but they decided against it because hillary duff decided to include the songs on her second album which is like um, yeah. just as fee mentioned more t- um metamorphoses which <laughs> <water-morphosis. Yeah. That laughs> Meta- <sounds> right. <laughs> metamorphoses, but it's also I don't know if Death. it's got two it's got like two i don't I don't know how, but i I think it's like st- a deluxe edition, yeah, and then um there's like a self titled version, which is literally called Hillary Duff,
1: yeah, because yeah. I think that one has. Come clean, if anyone remembers that beautiful song that used to be in um, Laguna Beach. It oh used to gosh, be... no,
0: I don't. I, uh, I don't. I, don't I think it was like probably her
1: self-titled. <laughs> if you're a Disney Channel star, of course you're doing like music. Um,
0: but yeah, it fit into the pop pop rock genre, and it was re- that particular album was released in 2004, and um. So, this album was actually supposed to showcase the fact that she's evolved. So, she actually made a comment that um, this was supposed to be like the m- mature version of her, like, you know, piggyback yeah piggybacking off her um previous albums this was supposed to be a more mature version yeah and she actually said that i'm not lizzie Maguire anymore yeah i remember that was a
1: massive thing when i was growing up like when when she used to come like with her music it used to be so serious yeah um and then she did like a music album after this and it was called dignity and like she like dyed her hair like brunette and she wasn't like a blonde anymore oh. it was like, so massive it was so yeah it was so intense but yeah
0: however the feedback well the majority of the feedback to her album was very negative and music critics weren't like very keen on it and i think they just thought yeah i think so that that was a time where every a lot of pop rock sounded the same and i guess um um, from my research they thought her sound was really identical to Avril Lavigne and Ashley Simpson. That's what I was which, gonna say. Yeah, yeah, which I see. Which I see. Yeah. It was and like then, Avril
1: Lavigne's time, like, and I think everyone yeah. just made music like that. Like,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then um, two of the songs featured on it were by, like, Fee mentioned the, um, Canadian rock band called Three Days Grace, which was formed in 1997 and mm-hmm. they actually make an appearance in the um, in the movie and they sing um two songs so one of them was titled are you ready and the Mhm since then they've gone on to win lots of albums so like the best rock album best group of the year and and billboard named them rock artists of the year at one point yeah oh wow so good for them yeah and um carrying on with like the christian theme that you mentioned fee there's another band that um features on the soundtrack and they're called MXPX and they're um mm. an american pop punk band and their music leans towards like christian pop rock like it's
1: christian yeah christian pop rock yeah, yeah. So yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah and then i'm sure the mo- this is the most well well Katrina and the Waves Mm -hmm. um, was an American rock band and they sing Walking on Sunshine, which I'm sure everyone knows. And of course, they rose to fame in Mm -hmm. 1997 when they won Eurovision. Mm, Yeah, I remember that. There we go.
1: Walking on Sunshine. Exactly. Take it away. Do you know what this reminded me of? And Belle, I think you're gonna laugh. Oh gosh, what is so it? in uni, me and Belle used to have this running joke, and like, I don't know how to started it off, but like, I think I was talking to her about like Easy A, and like, there's a scene in Easy A where she has this card and oh she opens God. it up.
0: I'm like, a, get a a of sunshine, I there we <laughs> go, there we go. That
1: song is playing, and literally, like, there'd be times where like we'd be doing our work and I, I just look it. at Belle and be like, I got. It. I got I gotta gotta fuck I gotta fuck it's still one of our like jokes that runs deep. So that's what always always reminds me. Anything about Sunshine, it always reminds me of that like song. I gotta Oh she's so funny. I gotta bite. I
0: gotta
1: (laughs) bite Anyways. Um, Carrying on.
0: Okay, and then one of the um, other art well, one of the other artists is another English rock band um called Keen or Keen. Yes, yes is that, keen. is that how you pronounce it? yeah keen okay and um it's at the moment it's made up of four members they were five but one of them left and um, their mm-hmm. first album hopes and fears was um basically like a massive um stepping stone for them because they went on to yeah. win the best british album during the brit awards in 2005 and their genre is, like, just rock. So pop rock, indie rock, and soft rock. I don't know what soft rock is, but it's a thing, apparently. And it's
1: basically, um, hmm. Belle, I don't know if you remember this song, but I basically will play it in my wedding. It might be my first dance song, so no one steal it. Um, there's the song where it goes, um, Somewhere Only We Know, that Lily Allen then sang, where it goes, I walked across. An empty land. I need a pathway like the back of my head Yeah, I know that. So
0: yeah, oh, they and it's in Grace as well. Yeah, it's on Grace. How do you not know this? No, I know the song. I didn't know they sang it. There we go. Yeah, no, it was
1: on. It was in Hopes and Fears, and I'm guessing that's why they won the all the awards because
0: that that was on that album. Right. Okay. Okay, and then one of the. Um, other songs was called Lift Off, which was performed by Tina. S- oh, I don't want to butcher her surname, Tina Sugand Sugand, who is an Amer- um an Indian slash American singer and reality star, who actually featured on the first season of a show called Newlyweds. I have never watched Newlyweds, but mm-hmm. there we go. Bit of a, yeah. Random fact.
1: Lift off. That's such a weird name. Yeah. Anyway, sorry.
0: Yeah. And that is it for the soundtrack. Now for the script. Oh my goodness. R.I.P. Oh my R-I-P. goodness. R.I.P. So, I tr- I'm like. Obviously, we try to be completely impartial. Um. So. We don't. <laughs> So I'm going to dive into the script. So the genre is teen musical slash romance drama. And the topics that are addressed are grief, romance, and um, like a parent-child rivalry. And then um, it's mostly set in um, the Fletcher household and um, the on the premises where Terry, Terry's actually doing the music program and yeah yeah, and then the characters so there were a lot of stereotypes i found i don't know if you thought the same three but you've got the strict dad who's like an alpha male patriarchal figure Mm. you've got the teen daughter and it's like a common common of age story for her you've got the mean girl you've got the eccentric Mm. characters you've got the best friend at the beginning who by the way is only there for like three minutes. This who it's like her best friend, but when she goes to LA they like never talk again and it's just Exactly yeah. There's so much inconsistency in this movie it just yeah, it's shocking. But um yeah you've got the best friend who only appears at the beginning of the movie for like three minutes. Mm. Now the length of the movie is an hour and forty five minutes. That was I, I can't believe it. Extremely excruciating, unnecessary. Extremely unnecessary. Exactly. There were so many unnecessary scenes, and on the, and so many to add to that, unnecessary characters. So like the scene, yeah. One of like the sides, one of the side plots was um the relationship between Kiwi and like the weird, the eccentric girl, which yeah,
1: Cat Dennings,
0: yeah, yeah, which, like. It, it didn't... S- I don't even remember that. This is how memorable <laughs> this film is to me. It's such an un- unmemorable movie. But... Um, Honestly. Like, their relationship serves no purpose in the movie. Like, it doesn't... It serves no function. I. It, it really... The movie really could have done without it. It did not those characters didn't even need to be in the movie first of all
1: exactly yeah
0: did nothing for the movie added nothing to the movie and then you've got unnecessary characters like i liked her aunt but she didn't need to be in there there was no reason for her aunt to be Mm, in there
1: yeah i mean i guess like for like support like in terms of after her brother dies i think Mm. she I mean, I think... I I see her, but I get... I understand what you're saying, where, like, a lot of friends or, like, a lot of, like, students or something didn't mm, need to be there.
0: Yeah. And then, um... I felt like grief is supposed to be, like, the catalyst to, like, driving the movie forward. So, like, her, um, if anyone hasn't watched it, um, her um, Terry's brother dies at the very beginning of mm. the movie, which then, um basically forces her to live a fulfilling life like her brother would have wanted her to so um, which then yeah. basically causes her to make the decision of going to the um the music school mm. but i felt like grief was like like it, it, it they i felt like they glossed over it they didn't really address it i felt like you've got scenes where like the mom cries for like a minute and like we never see the dad mm. like break down I, f- I like he i don't feel like we really see him mourn but i mean i think it's well i think
1: a lot of it is also because of the time past in terms of like we like see we see everything when she wakes up and i'm guessing like mm. they might they must have you know already like, like expressed has lost their already. grief right yeah and also i think like in some aspects like grief is expressed in different ways like with the dad Mm. it's clearly anger and like this anxiety of like separation and like yeah stuff like that but with with i think her mom finally finds relief and like wants to um like fulfill what uh, what the brothers like prophecy i guess in some ways like okay let her have a normal life like let her go and do what she wants Mm. i think that's what they might be like i think when i watched it i was like okay they're like coming they're like accepting it and they're like using that grief i think to like i mean of course there's grief like they've lost a kid yeah but like in that they're they're focusing now on this other child and Mm. making sure like she she gets like to live out her dream because life is so fragile and and, like can change instantly um i i see it from that point i don't know Mm. if you agree or not but like i i do think grief is like a massive part especially even like when she like gets on stage and like she sees like a light which is the most, the way it's captured is yeah, so stupid. It's, uh, but like, sh- it's not she great. like, there's a spotlight, and then she just like starts like going, and I'm that's trauma. I understand. It's like, obviously, like it, it is grief is still there. But like, I think just the way like they handled it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't like, moving no. or like, yeah. I, I think, don't
0: know. I think, I think that's what was missing. That it wasn't. There's, I, I don't think there was any point that. It's obviously supposed... There was supposed to be, like, the grief at the beginning when he's passed away, but... Mm. There's no point where I actually felt like, oh, like, he's dead. Like, there's no... P-
1: yeah, exactly. It's kind
0: of like, oh, he died, so... It's like, oh, and then yeah. it's like, you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I felt like it's like, yeah. oh, he died. Oh, okay, so now she's gonna live and live the best, like, her best life, basically. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I think yeah, I just wanted more moving moments. So mm, maybe exactly. like a funeral scene even, or yeah, maybe her um like at his graveside or something like that. Just something to yeah. capture the grief a bit more. But yeah, I yeah. I think I don't think they yeah, like you said, they didn't capture it really well. Mm-hmm. And then um, the acting. There's a pati- there was a particular scene that made me cringe, really made me cringe, and it's the scene where is it Jay? Yeah, I think so. When I he- think I know what you're talking oh about. Oh my gosh, when he's drunk. Yes. It was such a terrible. Like what?
1: Ew, he's such an idiot. Like you, he's not even an idiot. Just the way it's been written is so yeah. like I just I literally wanted to vomit. I'm not even joking. I literally it just really was made nauseated. Me
0: cringe like that scene was. The acting was so bad. It was so, so bad. bad. So bad. Like, he was, like, mumbling. Like, you know when... You you know when someone's pretending to be drunk? Yeah. Like, it's like he was, and like... They're not... He wasn't actually acting like yeah. a drunk... He was acting like someone that's pretending to be drunk, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. I mean, what I assume
1: from this... I mean, at the time that they were making this, I'm guessing Hilary Duff and this guy were, like, 17 years old, so they... I don't know. They probably haven't had, like, alcohol. Or, like, maybe they had, but they don't react. But, like, that is not a depiction of someone who's drunk. I think it's, like, the imitation of being sloppy drunk to, like, a whole... Not- like, people who are sl- sloppy don't- drunk do not act like... They don't act like this. Like, I don't think I've ever seen anyone that's been drunk, like, act like this ever. And also, if he is drunk... <laughs> I just didn't understand this part of the movie.
0: Why are you taking him to the roof? Yeah, exactly. He could literally like do anything. He could jump. <laughs> like, is that the most logical thing to like
1: take a drunk teenager to the roof? Like to the roof where he could possibly jump because he's an idiot. And let's be honest, you don't know what reality is when you're in that mm-hmm. state of mind um because he's so sloppy like he's like acting <laughs> like why <laughs> why would you take him to the roof and also why are we staying up till the morning and seeing this like my, like your head would hurt at this point and like wouldn't you just want to be in your bed and like like be comfortable i don't know i think i, I mean i don't know i've not had that experience
0: that's just so unrealistic I thought that was I, I thought the movie could have done without that scene. Yeah, did really make me cringe. But the positive things <laughs> was the fact that I liked the fact that it had an unpredictable ending so she didn't actually win the scholarship yeah. but her friend did. So I liked that like it wasn't that predictable.
1: Yeah, so I think that's one thing. For sure, I think Denise deserved it more than anyone in that group.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And then um, there's the unresolved issue with obviously her and the other girl, um, the girl that likes the other girl that likes Robin. I can't remember her name. Robin. Mm -hmm. There's like that teen jealousy, teen rivalry. Oh, she's so
1: cringy as well.
0: Yeah, and it just never gets resolved. It's just like up in the air. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's just yeah i i just didn't get that
1: it's like you know i was thinking this when i was watching my movie i'm like this is literally like a 16 year old or a 17 like who thinks that like this is what would happen like when they went to like a camp or like this is like a 16 or 17 year old's imagination of what would happen Mm. not even 16 like i would say younger because i when i was 16 i didn't think like this i don't think probably when i was younger i'd be like oh like i'm sure people act like this but like i I, re- I genuinely think it's like a 16 or 17 year old wrote it or even like a 15 year old wrote of what they expect to happen yeah. when they're like and they just meet this nice girl who has no flaws and everyone's just so willing to help her and like
0: <laughs>
1: I, I, just everything's
0: like, perfect and it all goes her way and
1: the one hot guy on there is like turning heads for her that doesn't have- sorry to break that
0: <laughs> mold right so now going on to the critics what's it what, what really surprised me was the critics te- generally tended to think it was decent i mean overall it, yeah, it got like nice a well. terrible score but reading the critics reviews Reading the critics' reviews, they tended to think it was a decent teen movie, like a decent t- yeah, typical, I can't. which really surprised me. Like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I did not see that coming. But um, one thing that they did um, celebrate was, or praise was, um, that they thought she, um, Hillary Duff, was a good female lead. Yeah, um, a lot of them tended to make that comment.
1: I think so. it was she's she is a really good actress and like, mm. um. Yeah, I think Hilary Duff is a really good actress, but I think also, like, the whole... I think we should have discussed it when we we're doing music, but I forgot to bring it up. The whole vocal mm. range thing was ridiculous. Like, you knew it was auto-tune, and, like, that wasn't her real oh, voice. Oh, my gosh, yeah. The, it was just,
0: like,
1: oh, gosh. It's just yeah. one of the it's, other things that is, like, in this movie, yeah. is just so
0: out of touch I in just reality. cringed, yeah. Yeah. I just cringed at a lot of moments like that.
1: Yeah. And it's, like she's the one that's picked to do a solo I'm sorry she
0: doesn't have a good voice to have a solo thank you Thank you. literally one of the critics was like um Robin deserved the
1: solo (laughs) I mean not even Robin I think if somebody came and had like a Beyonce like voice then I'd be like that's Mm. it you get a solo none of them did and it's like I'm guessing it's just like the pick of the bunch I guess um Right But like yeah. It was just so badly Like edited And like There was just so many mistakes That it, I yeah, think like it was like, badly
0: edited Yeah I felt like the Scenes jumped Yeah 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 the scenes would like Randomly Jump from like There was just no consistency It would go from Her and Jay fighting To Like I don't know like it, The next day In a singing class mm-hmm. And then there'd be like a shot of her singing. Then it would move on to like her and Denise talking. Oh my god! In in like a shopping mall, and it it was just very badly
1: edited, it was so very badly edited. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you remember this, but you know when like she sees them kissing and she has a fight with Jay and she pushes him down. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that was like the most ridiculous yeah. thing I've ever seen. Like he just tumbles over <laughs> people because she's so strong. This girl that was like half his size is like suddenly Hulk. I really oh don't understand. It was just so so stupid the way it was like
0: directed and like yeah. Anyways, it wasn't great. It wasn't their finest hour. Wasn't nope. their finest moment. Um, and then um, another comment that came up quite a lot was the fact that it had no. No depth or su- there, were, uh, and there was no substance to the characters, which I 100% agree with. Agree, 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 agree. Yeah, and then the other thing that kept popping up was it was bland, it was boring, and it was packed with cliches.
1: Oh hell which yeah!
0: I agree with
1: preaching to the choir quite li- literally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was literally like, when is this going to end? I I think
1: I was literally on my phone half the time and like just listening to it so I could say but it was so bad I'm sorry this movie I I just I don't know if you're done with the critics but I don't even think we no I
0: am I'm done now yeah
1: I don't think we should even like attempt to answer the whole female relationship questions because (laughs) I just I mean there's no like I think, I mean, the only thing we can say for the female relationships, like, I like the fact that, like, the mum and, like, the aunt was such a, like, close unit and, like...
0: Yeah, very supportive, yeah. Helped
1: her out when, like, the brother passed away. But, like, mm. I just don't think, like, the characters were of quality in this movie, like... No. any every, was not much everything, to say about
0: them in the first place.
1: Everything was just kind of, like, sloppy together. I, yeah, yeah. Like, there's two, three men. I think the brother is, like, I guess the nicest guy out of them all. But then, obviously, we don't see his other mm. side because he passes away. So, we don't really know the yeah. full the full story. We don't really
0: get a three-dimensional character when we look at him. Yeah.
1: I mean, we know, like, the dad is, like, a strict, like, um, Christian and, like, mm. imposes this, like, uh limits on his kids. And that's all we know. And, I mean, the, the, literally, there's no men that are, like, quality characters. There's no characters that are quality characters in this
0: movie, so. Right, exactly. You hit the nail on the head.
1: There's, like, no point. The
0: na-
1: and it just doesn't no. add to, like, I guess, our discussion. Yeah, um, would you like true. to add anything, Belle? Since we are on the Um,
0: I would like to agree with all your co- <laughs> all your comments. Um one thing, um, speaking of the male characters. Yep. Um the the one that plays the teacher, like the eccentric teacher. Uh,
1: Mr. Toll something. Tool house.
0: Yeah, I th- I feel like Tall world sorry. they were just yeah, he was just like forced onto us. He was forced onto the um he was supposed to be this eccentric, like the cliche Free. of this, like, hippy-dippy teacher, yeah. Right, right, exactly. And I feel like they were just forcing that narrative onto the audience. Yeah. And I just thought, I thought, oh, it just didn't work. I mm-hmm. Just nothing worked. I don't think anything worked. I don't think anything I worked. I don't think no, anything same. worked. I don't, yeah, I don't think anything worked. It was just all over the place for me. All over the place.
1: I agree yeah. with you. Um, which I think brings to our final kind of act on this podcast mm-hmm. episode. Um, what would you rate this out of five, Bell? Fee,
0: I'm tempted to give it a minus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you can. Hey, it's out of five, so you can do whatever you want.
0: I mean, this is uh, this will have to get my like my worst rating so mm-hmm. far. Um, I'm gonna have to give it <laughs> like a 0.25. I was literally thinking of the same thing.
1: <laughs> Go on, explain. Well you know
0: what? After watching this movie sorry Fee. Oh <laughs> After watching this movie, um I know I um I knew Fee was a um like a massive fan of Hillary Duff so I thought, she, um, I just assumed that she re really, like, she'd watched this movie already. I knew she'd watched it already. And I just assumed she, like, loved it. So I, I thought, oh, my gosh, like, I'm going to have to, this is going to be really harsh for her. How's she going to take it if I give it a 0.25? I like to let you know that, like,
1: um, my although I do love, like, trashy, cheesy and, like, 2000s like obviously i love hillary Dove. i do have high like standards of film so <laughs> i mean i do like in the future do want to write a film so just saying that but i do have high standards for films
0: I know, <laughs> even though i, know, I love I the cheese
1: you can you should never be afraid to tell me your honest opinion like we in like in the mm-hmm. notebook when i said it was
0: you know didn't like it no i thought I, you know what i thought this was gonna like last week i felt like we were, were on the fight. opposite ends of the spectrum no way and this week i thought we were going to be on the opposite ends of the of the spectrum because i thought i was going to like have like really negative stuff to say and then you'd have like positive stuff to say but no i mean way. we're on the same page we're on the same page here so yeah 0.25 is my final answer
1: i'm gonna have to agree with you and that 0.25 yeah. that t- 2.5 or whatever it's called is literally only for miss hillary duff because i love her oh and she's yes. the best um yeah she brought some life but not all life and just just the character was cringy the storyline was cringy the dialogues were cringy the everything was cringy so on that note just a cringe
0: fest oh and 0. oh you wanted me to explain. You wanted me to explain why I gave it a zero point two five. Yeah, sorry. Um, just, just because. I mean, the only redeemable. I feel like the only redeemable thing here is the fact that the ending wasn't as predictable as the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look at that! <laughs> they they didn't force feed us every single thing. Exactly. No. But yeah, yeah. So that is my final verdict. And guys, if you did watch this movie along with us, let us know your thoughts My and condolences. And, <laughs> and we'll, we'll try not to torture you anymore with any we terrible promise, movies.
1: We promise we won't torture you. And we're actually going to make sure that our schedule is now a little hip hopity. A little full of good content for you all. Yeah, um, yeah, I think.
0: So I think yeah, they deserve it for you. I think, mm. I think
1: they deserve it too. Um, yeah, you don't ask, but you shall receive. Mhm. Um. On that note, I think we're gonna we're gonna call it a night, you guys. We're mm-hmm. gonna. I think this ha- this probably will be our shortest episode. I say that that's like 15 yeah. minutes, but I think it has been one of our shortest episodes once we edit it down.
0: Um yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I just I literally <laughs> was like I
1: literally have nothing to say for this episode. Um. Uh, so yeah, take care. So long, farewell. You can find us at Flick Talk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and our email is at Flick Talk Edit. Our email is at Flick Podcast, the number one at gmail dot com. If you want to send in any queries, no hate, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though we did this episode um, and yeah anything else you'd like to add on Belle?
0: Um, I just wanted to let them know that next week we'll be looking at Monster in Lord and join us once again and um, let us know your thoughts as always and we will love you and leave you take
1: care and stay safe take care bye, bye.